It's time for the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Danner Hoops with you. Glad that you're with us. We're making it through the week as uh, one more day to go. We're on to Friday. We're joined by Jake Duran of CBS Marquette. As always, appreciate him being here. Busy time of the year, but uh, always time to go out here and uh, you know, shoot the breeze and uh, maybe get away from the, from the hustle, bustle, what have you, a little bit. Exactly. You know, this time of year is really great. You got the NFL in full force. Obviously, it's October, so the MLB playoffs starting up. You got the NBA preseason, the NHL season starting up. So, I mean, it doesn't really get much better than this time of year. Um, so, yeah, there's just a lot going on. And then, obviously, we still have all the high school fo- football, high school sports, girls volleyball action, girls tennis going on. So, just a lot a lot happening. So, it, it's it's been pretty busy, but... I, as always, having a great time. Well, we've got uh, the obvious, which has been the buzz around the area for tonight, is the Brewers open up NLDS play against Colorado. And once again, that game's going to be carried here once we're finished up uh, around 5 o'clock. Then we will have uh, coverage of the NLDS Game 1, Brewers and Rockies at Miller Park. Uh, Brew crew, I'm just going to go on the record and say it. I think they're winning the National League this year. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll win the World Series. I think Houston's going to repeat. But the Brewers are my pick to win the National League right now. They're playing with so much confidence and swagger. They've wanted this for so long, and they they haven't been to the playoffs in seven years, but they've been on the cusp of getting there, and they've seemed to fall apart late in the season. And they've made it clear it's just not going to happen this year. They went out and upgraded with Yelich, with Kane. Uh, Pitching staff has done well. Curtis Granderson... Uh, not necessarily an everyday guy in this lineup, but he has uh, he's been here before. He's contributed, being a veteran presence. Uh, then you have guys like Jesus Aguilar, who's continuing to break out this season. Uh, Eric Thames. They just have a loaded roster. They went out and upgrade with guys like uh, Scope and Travis Shaw. Uh, I don't think there's anybody in the National League who's going to stop them. I think the Dodgers are the most talented team in the National League playoffs, but that doesn't always translate to winning. Uh, That's a tough balance when you try to get so many superstars like they have and you get three former current all-stars on the bench any given day. It can create a bad vibe in the clubhouse. I don't think, uh, you know, that isn't necessarily why I'm picking against them. I think Dave Roberts manages them well. But the Brewers are playing with too much confidence right now. I think they simply want it more. I think that's why they're going to get by the Dodgers and the NLCS. And I'm going to have to agree with you. It just seems like there's just a different energy around this team um, than past years. Obviously, it's been years in the making for this squad. This roster has been getting upgraded year after year under that management there. And, and it's basically just just like you said. I mean, on any given night, you got guys that could really, you know, break a game open or, you know, take a lot of that, that pressure off. It doesn't have to be just one guy. Um, you got those glue guys like Granderson and, and guys like that who can come in and, and just give you quality play um, on any given night. But like you said, it just seems like they have they have things going I mean that, that little win streak they went to end the year you know it's it's been super impressive what we saw how many games I think they won 20 of their last 27 I mean the last time we saw that was back in when the Rockies might have did it you know in 07 when they they closed out they won 20 something to 20 something games and you know went into the playoffs but uh, like you said, it's just something about this team. They got Yelich, who, who's just just been a superstar this year. So they they got that, and then they just have those solid guys that you know come out and play. And and I have to agree with you. I mean, I think they're coming out of the NL, and and I, it might just be just because I, I feel the, the 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 momentum right now or something. But I just have a feeling that maybe Milwaukee wins it. Mm-hmm. I think they win the whole thing, and I think they do it in as many games. Is it's going to take? Is I think it's going to be in seven games. I okay. think they're going to win it. All right, my, I like that pick. pick. I'm rooting for the Brewers. I'll I'll go on the record with that. But 
Uh, to me, Houston, if they don't repeat with the roster plus the pitching staff they have, that's a disappointment. I want to pick the Brewers. Uh, something tells me that Houston just has a little too much firepower. Although it's been a fun ride for Milwaukee this year, it's been a ton of fun with Craig Council. I think this division uh, series between him and the Rockies will decide manager of the year as far as uh, who gets it between him and Bud Black. Uh, the three finalists for NL Manager of the Year, in my mind, are Brian Snitker, Craig Council, and Bud Black. One of them gets eliminated by whoever loses this series. It may end up being whoever goes farther. Uh, so it's been really fun to see what the Brewers have been able to do this year. I think that if we were in a different league like the NFL or the NBA, uh, the Brewers, let's just say the odds would be stacked against them to win it all. I think in the MLB they're fortunate uh, because small market teams... For whatever reason, uh, the league is more accepting of those guys going farther. Here's trivia for you, Jake. Um, out of the last 10 years, do you know what three World Series have gotten the most uh, have gotten the most viewers, gotten the highest ratings? Out of the last 10 years. Out of the last 10 years, putting you on the spot. You know, I don't know. It would be the Cubs in 2016. Makes the, sense. The Yankees against the Phillies, and the Dodgers last year with Houston. All of those giant media markets with New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles. Uh, Milwaukee doesn't quite fit in that category. They're, they're getting to be what the Twins were in like the mid-2000s as darlings of the small market. It's kind of what uh, Milwaukee's looking at now. Uh, in the NFL, they'd be doing everything possible to make sure that didn't happen. Um, but baseball's a little more accepting of the small market guys, especially if you pair them with a team like Houston, another big market. Uh, so Milwaukee, in that sense, fortunate. Uh, I think they have the talent anyway that they can get by. But this can be fun. It's going to be fun to see how the pitching from Colorado does against the offense from Milwaukee. That's the big matchup I want to see because there's a lot of mid-level guys you wouldn't think of as household names for Colorado. And they do well because they're managed well. Bud Black was a former major league pitcher, and he knows how to get the best out of you know mid-level guys like Freeland did the other night against the Cubs. And I think you can say something similar for the Brewers. They have a lot of guys that are, you know, not quite household names, maybe a little bit uh, more well-known than what the Rockies have. And the Rockies' offense is just as potent. So for me, whose uh, who's mid-level pitching is going to make the difference in this series? Yeah, I mean, this is an opportunity. This is going to be a stage where we're going to see some guys really step up when you talk about those those pitchers that, you know, aren't really big names. Um, you know, this is their chance to kind of shine, kind of make a name for themselves and really make an impact on this team. But I do have to agree with you. I mean, when you have two teams that kind of mirror each other as much as these two teams do, uh, um, it's going to be it's going to be who, who can really kind of bat the flame of that offense you know Milwaukee's just on fire right now it seems like anyone who goes to the plate is, is gonna you know do well and and hit well so um, I think it's important for Colorado obviously in this early, you know this first game uh, that or in this game that they're gonna have to come out and really you know try to not let this Milwaukee offense get on the board quickly and you know they don't want to play from behind especially when you're playing a, a Brewers offense as potent as, the, as it is because like you said any any guy can go yard any guy you know these guys get on base and every everyone's dangerous from top to bottom. Christian Yelich your pick for MVP? Oh yeah. He's mine too. Yep. I, I don't see any way they can stub him this from, year. From what I'm seeing it's gonna go that way I mean what an unbelievable year for Yelich um, and, and I mean he's just been unbelievable it's 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 he is one of the yeah, obviously one of the main reasons why this team is so you know so together so cohesive you know he's out there um you know in the big stage 
one of the best players in the MLB, and he's, he's leading the charge, and I think it's giving the other guys confidence because when he's out on the plate doing what he's doing, I mean, that's just going to go through the whole team, and I think that you know brings everyone else up, and, and everyone else wants to kind of rise to that level as well. So I think he's definitely a big reason why this team is, is in my eyes, taking that next step and is really going to contend uh, this year. Can you th- just imagine right now all the comments that, Brewers fans were making when they made that acquisition, sent a few minor leaguers over. There were some Brewers fans that were legit up in arms about Christian Yelich coming. They thought they gave up way too much for a guy who wasn't going to produce. And I mean, what a great trade that ended up being. I mean, front office of the year talk right here. This in honestly, you see it in sports all the time. Sometimes this is what needs to happen Mm -hmm. for teams to make that next jump that are looking to get into title contention. It doesn't matter what sport, but you see teams. Um, go out there and really make that acquisition to kind of just put that team over the hump and this was it for Milwaukee. Um, I agree. I mean, at the, at the time, you're kind of questioning, like, wait, what are they doing? But obviously the, the, the management had an idea and trusted in this guy and, and this guy came over and, and was everything and more. Um, but I just think it's it's part of that the bigger puzzle. It's just one piece that that's been building here in Milwaukee, and, and this was just kind of the the final step to uh, get this team over the hump. and And it's going to be exciting, man. I'm super super pumped. Um, a lot of people out there know that I'm not a huge baseball guy. You know, I don't dive super deep into baseball. Um, not because I don't like the sport. I just never really had like my own team I grew up cheering for. But um, once October rolls around, man, I'm I'm all for it and. Um, I guess you can say I'm one of those fans. I, I hate to say it, but I am. Um, but, yeah, definitely Milwaukee is is a market that I cover at Local 3, so I'm definitely rooting for them. Um, but, man, just so much offense, so much good pitching, so many good teams um, this year. I mean, it, it's wide open right now. Well, the passion for the Brewers and their fans is evident. You know, this is a team that has been around 50 years. This is only their fifth playoff appearance. The fans are making the most of it. Uh, thinking back to Twitter and the swagger that's been displayed, I don't know who's running the Brewers' Twitter account, but that guy's been hes been going at a few of their division rivals the last couple of days. Did you see uh, them tweet at the Cubs this morning? That uh, putting the uh, screenshot of the flags the standings they have over at Wrigley yeah. uh, with the Brewers on top of the Cubs asking how long they're going to leave that up tweet at the Cardinals the other day I mean there's some serious swagger going on with the Brewers and I don't mind that a little banner in sports like that I mean why not this is a team that deserves it they're playing well they know it exactly I, I love going on Twitter and seeing these these teams and in the, their their accounts I want to know who's running these accounts and how do they hire these people I mean it would be great to run a Twitter account for a team, but it's just funny how, how it's progressing and evolving with these teams directly talking smack to each other online and things like that. I mean, it's so much fun. And, um, I mean, if, I mean, for the Cubs, yeah, you know, you get, you got the hardware, you got the, you got, you got it. So definitely show it off, but Milwaukee, you know, just having some fun with it. You know, like you said, they haven't been into the playoffs that, that many or have that many had that many opportunities. So I think, um, I think it's just all fun, man. It's all fun right now. Obviously, Milwaukee's taking it lighthearted. The Cubs, it's it, it, it's cool, and uh, you know, I just hope Milwaukee can can uh, make some noise and, and do well this this postseason. How about the AL wild card game last night? Yankees end up blowing out Oakland, which I'm thankful for. For one thing, well, I 
I'll go on the record saying I never want to cheer for the Yankees, but Oakland decided to use the opener strategy, and I hate it. I hate it. And I loved what the Yankees did on Twitter, more that Twitter banter. Uh, mad respect for the Yankees after uh, posting that clip of Aaron Judge saying opener versus opening statement. Judge just whacking a uh, two-run home run in the first inning off of uh, uh, Liam Hendricks. Uh, so I hope this sends a message that Enough with the opener to baseball. I mean, I just, I don't like it. One team had success with it, Tampa Bay, and now everyone thinks that's the new thing in baseball, and I know why they do it. Uh, but if you if it doesn't work out like it doesn't for Oakland last night, then, you know, you're you're in trouble for the rest of the game. Your whole game plan's out the window, and you just can't do that in a one-game playoff. And, I mean, Oakland for that deserved to lose. Uh, Luis uh, Lou Trevino came in and he did exactly what he needed to, gave him quality innings. But then what was Bob Melvin thinking? And he put in Fernando Rodney in relief. Uh, I have lived all but three weeks of this year in Iowa or on the Minnesota-Wisconsin border. So I've seen plenty of the twins. And Fernando Rodney was a roller coaster of emotion. Anytime he took the mound in the ninth, I, I was never... You know, and that's one reason I was upset with the Twins for firing Paul Molitor, you know. Uh, you supply him with Fernando Rodney, expect him to win, then fire him when he doesn't. And that's I'm, I just never felt safe with this guy. And Oakland puts him in, in one of the toughest situations. All the blame falls on Blake Trinan because of who he is and the expectations put on him. And he can't get out of a jam like that. And the Yankees blew it open about midway through the game. Oakland just poorly managed that ball game last night. Didn't really give their team a chance. And they can hit the ball pretty well. Chris Davis had a home run last night. They hit the ball well enough. They didn't give their offense a shot because the game was poorly managed with their defense, which has never been good, and their pitching first and foremost. Right. I mean, especially when you're talking about the Yankees who have so much firepower but I did get to see uh, Hendricks pitch that that opening inning and you could just tell the moment was just maybe a little too big for him uh, even the the announcers on the game were saying you know he's he's geeked up right now you can tell he's missing his spots blah 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 and then you see Aaron Judge uh, walk to the plate this guy's this guy's intimidating man he's a big dude I mean it is insane I I I don't get to see the Yankees play a lot, but I was just sitting there. I'm like, this is not good, especially when you're talking about Hendricks, who is already kind of struggling. You can kind of see who was in his head, and then he just lays that fastball right over the plate. Judge guesses right, and he's already swinging through it. And, I mean, it was a no-brainer, but I knew right then um, this this is over. And, and like you said, uh, the blame goes around for the whole team, obviously, but uh, as management, you got to be able to put your players in positions to succeed. And... It, it was just a fail from the start. I mean, obviously, I think the best team won in the Yankees. So, so uh, you know, I, I'm interested to see how far they can go with uh, with Judge. I think it, it all it, it's going to go behind Judge. You know, it's going to be all about Judge and how far he can kind of take that team. Um, but like you said, as management and, and things like that, you can't be putting guys out there that you know don't give you the best chance to win. And um, when you're talking about a guy that's been up and down and then things like that, I mean, you you don't want to put him in that pressure of a situation, but. Um, I think the best team won last night, and I, I'm interested to see how far the Yankees can take it. I think they're an X-Factor team. Yeah. Last thing before we go to break, uh, Yankees-Red Sox, rivalry renewed, first time since 2004. They're meeting in the postseason. Obviously, Boston went on to win the World Series that year. Uh, there are two teams that are both won over 100 games. They do their respective things well, but... 
they are polar opposites of each other in certain ways. Yankees hit for power, but not consistency. Their bullpen's probably the best out of the remaining teams. Boston hits for consistency, uh, not necessarily the power the Yankees have, who set a major league record for home runs this season, but Boston's bullpen might be the worst out of the remaining teams. This is going to be a fun series. Does Boston get by New York in this series? What's your pick? I'm just going on a hunch. I think the Yankees are going to do it. Do you? I, I do. Okay. I do think. I think the Yankees hitting, the power hitting is going to do well. And, um, you know, like you said, that strong bullpen is going to help too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard. It's hard to say. Um, I, I, I like to root for Boston. I, you know, I'm a Celtics fan and things mm-hmm. like that. But I don't know. I just something about just watching the Yankees play. And I just like their team. Mm-hmm. I think they, they, you know, they have a lot of great talent, great hitters. Um, and, and there's just something about it, man. I just think that I think the Yankees might get by them. Can't wait for that game one. Uh, Chris Sale, Jay Happ. I, I'm assuming that's going to be the pitching matchup. That's uh, yeah. going to be a fun series. Oh, yeah. We've got more coming up after the break here in the Sports Pen. This is ESPN UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN UP and on the ESPN UP app. Welcome back to the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops joined by CBS Marquette's Jake Durant. We are glad that you're with us this Thursday afternoon. Don't forget the Pigskin Payday is back. Pick the winner of each week's game to win. Play all season long for the $100,000 grand prize. Only available at Ojibwe Casino in Bergen Marquette. Did it without a script, Jake. I'm getting better yeah, at it. Yeah, you're getting better. Getting to learn the swing of things yep. right now. Well, uh, we talked about the baseball playoffs, everything going on with that. NHL started last night, started in a big way. Uh, got a chance to watch the Washington Capitals. I skipped the uh, banner raising because that would have made me sick. Uh, but I did get to see the first minute 50 of that game where they pepper the net with two goals. They score early on Tuka Rask. They have no trouble getting by Boston 7 nothing. What a statement win for the defending champs. I mean, it, it's it's pretty crazy from a team who couldn't get over to the hump uh, for so many years to them winning it, and now them coming out and just looking like they haven't really lost a beat. You put up seven goals. I mean, and it's Boston. You know, what I mean, I guess it's you know it's the first game of the season. Things still have to be worked out, but I mean, they came out and and on a night where you know you're getting the banner raise and, and emotions are high, um, to come out and just be that focused and just be able to you know just jump on the Bruins early. Um, like you said, that, what a statement that is. And it's looking like the Capitals are, are again, a team that's going to be uh, fighting to, to repeat and, and get that Stanley Cup again. I see you're wearing a, a Pittsburgh Penguins. Absolutely. As, as uh, Red Wings fans out there aren't, aren't going to be happy. No, they're that. not. But uh, my, official, my official NHL starts tonight, by the way. That, uh, who's last that? Night, uh, the, 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 with the Wings. With the Wings. I need okay. the Wings. I need the Wings. Uh, uh, I'm a NH, uh, Detroit Red Wings fan. Um, at heart, so I'm a Detroit fan pretty much a, a lot of the time. Besides Green Bay, that's the, and the NBA the and, the, and the NBA. You know, I'm rooting for the boss. I've jumped on the Boston bandwagon mm-hmm. early just because I went and saw them play Milwaukee uh, in the playoffs a couple of times. So I went there kind of like uh, whatever, and then I, you know, I fell in love with with that young group they have in Boston. So, um, but definitely a great start to the NHL season. I think just highlighted by that Washington victory of, of seven nothing. Um, and, you know, there were a lot of close games last night, though. We'll get back to uh, last night, but who do the Wings play tonight? Who do they have? Uh, the Wings have – give me a second. The Wings have – oh, yeah, Columbus. Columbus, Columbus. that could be a fun game. Yeah, Columbus, Columbus, an up-and-coming team. Up-and-coming team, um, you know, a team that, that is going to give them the tr- – I just want to really want to see what the Wings do, mm-hmm. obviously with that young talent, um, kind of a new era starting. 
Um, I, I just think they have a nice young energy. They're going to come come out flying around, uh, trying to put the puck in the net. Um, but, you know, they're in rebuild mode. I do think they have a lot of nice pieces. Um, Zadina coming in I think mm-hmm. is going to be fun to watch. So um, we're going to see. I think they've got the right guy coaching them too. I think Jeff Blaschel, it's going to be a process. I know they want to win right away. It's not a fan base used to uh, used to having patience for getting back to the postseason, but I know what he's done, and he's won a Clark Cup at the USHL level. I mean, that guy can coach, and I think they give him a couple of more years, and they'll be right back to where they want to be. Right, and I, you know, I, I've said it before. I think the Red Wings are going to be the first Detroit franchise to win a title out of the right? major. Okay. You know, if I had a pick. Um, I don't think it's going to be the Detroit Lions. Mm, uh, not the Tigers. The, the Tigers still have a really long ways to go. Um, the Pistons seem to be stuck in mediocrity. Um, but I think the Red Wings, they're kind of, you know, they're obviously not where they want to be, but I think their projection is just a little higher when you talk about the full potential of, of what they have. Um, I think they can be contending in, in a few years. So It's a culture there, and they, like you said, the best is yet to come for them. They have got a lot of their young talent played in Grand Rapids last year. They're on their way up. A lot of them will see time with the big club starting tonight. Uh, it's weird when you look at that team, and Dylan Larkin is one of the veterans. It feels like he's already been there how long. And I mean, he's younger than both of us, and he's already serving as one of the captains for them. Uh, probably the best Detroit athlete under the age of, you know, 24. Uh, he's a lot to like about him. I'm a big fan of that guy. Yeah, it's crazy just how fast, you know, that new generation kind of stepped in and, and is looked at now to to kind of lead this team. But it's, you know, thanks for making me feel old. I mean, yeah, these guys are, you know, mid-20s or lower, um, you know, have have a lot, of, a lot of pressure on them, a lot of responsibility. But like you said, this is the Detroit Red Wings, the franchise that has history. Um, and a franchise isn't used to, to being a team in rebuild mode. So I just think I just like what they have going, you know, with this young group, a lot of skilled players, um, a lot of speed on the team. Um, and it's just going to be kind of, you know, a, a, a growing pains, go through a little growing pains early on. But I think this team is going to come around and, and, and you know, do pretty well this season. I'm not going to say I'm not going to have any project predictions, right. but they'll do all right. They'll have their, their moments. Well, the Wash Caps, once again, they win last night 7-0 over Boston to open up the 2018-2019 season. New coach with Tom Reardon taking over for Barry Trotz, who goes over to take over the Islanders. Uh, their offenses looked really good. You know what you're going to get out of Holt being net. He wasn't tested terribly last night, uh, but still pitched a shutout against Boston. They were a team that looks like, uh, Washington is, that looks like they're going to rely on their offense again. They've got good defensemen, but their offense is what the bread and butter is for them when you've got guys like uh, Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Oshie, uh, Lars Eller, and then you've got uh, young guys like uh, Stevenson and Juice and guys that can find the back of the net. Uh, A lot of role players, a lot of depth for Washington. They did not miss a beat without Tom Wilson, which was what I really wanted to get to. Tom Wilson suspended for 20 games to open up the season. Very thankful and glad for it uh, because Tom Wilson is my least favorite athlete in all of professional sports. I cannot stand him. Everything he does is dirty. He tries to play a dirty style. Uh, and he's the thing is, he's got talent. He can score. He can skate. He's a, he, there's a lot to like about what he does as a player. There's no reason for him to play as dirty as he does. And everything, uh, how many times has he been? been suspended now in the last calendar year four times for illegal hits to the head you know he got three games in the playoffs last year for breaking uh zach aston reese's jaw and so you know he's out three games gets to come back win the cup zach aston reese is you know drinking his meals for the next six months uh 
I'm glad the NHL finally puts down um, puts down a little bit of leverage on the guy, what have you. Because, again, he's got talent, um, but there's no reason for him to play the way he does. And I'm glad the NHL is finally starting to take issue with it. Uh, albeit it took a while, but he wasn't out decking players like Sidney Crosby or, uh, uh, you know, Alex Ovechkin's the other one that comes to mind. Obviously, he's not going to hit him. Uh, he's not. He's not <laughs> accident. Hitting, accident. Friendly fire. Friendly fire. He's not getting the stars in the NHL. Otherwise, he would have had a twenty-game suspension off the bat. Uh, but. Tom Wilson, in my mind, finally gets something, what he had coming for a long time. Uh, Devontae Smith-Pelly, another young, talented player in that Washington team, came out and defended Wilson, called it garbage. As much as I like Devontae Smith-Pelly, respectfully disagree. Uh, how about your thoughts? I mean, when you talk about a consistent, you know, consistent action of just doing illegal things, things that shouldn't happen, you know, like you said, putting players out, uh, out for months and things like that, I think... Um, like you said, at some point it's going to catch up to you. And, and um, I mean, there's there's a way to be physical and a way to kind of have that edge and get into opponents, you know, minds, you know, because you always want to have those guys like that that are kind of like that who, who are going to be physical, going to stand up to people and things like that. But um, I just kind of feel like when you take it over the line, I do agree. I think the, the suspension should hold up. And... Um, I don't know. I just think I think it's 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 good for the league. Like you said, he wasn't going after stars, so he was getting away with it. But um, at some point, when you're just talking about really hurting guys, blows to the head, I just think that's too much. Um, so hopefully, you know, he'll come back. And you, you don't want a guy to lose that edge mm-hmm. per se, because I think when you talk about going into the playoffs and things like that, you know, you need those type of guys on your team. But there's a certain a certain point where you have to kind of draw the line and i i don't think uh he kind of knew what that was so maybe he just, didn't get it. he just didn't get it he just didn't get it and uh obviously you don't want you know guys going out with you know head injuries and things like that so i think it's it's deserving for for him and i think uh, hopefully he can come back and and guess not be as is bad because he's got talent right he does like he when he, he uses talent. it yeah but uh no so that's he, he will not be taking the ice against the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight in the season opener for Pittsburgh's second game for Washington. Other games in the NHL last night, Anaheim 5-2 winners over San Jose. Vancouver, same score, they take down Calgary. Overtime win for Toronto over Montreal. Toronto is a team that a lot of people think could end up representing the Eastern Conference in the Stanley Cup Finals this year. This might finally be the year that Toronto and Mike Babcock put it all together. Obviously, they went out, they acquired John Tavares, who scored in his return to Canada. Austin Matthews, a couple of goals last night, including the winner in overtime. This is a scary Toronto Maple Leafs team, and goaltending has been their Achilles heel for a long time, and they still didn't upgrade with Frederick Anderson, who's inconsistent at at best. Uh, When he's good, he's pretty good. Uh, When he's not, he's not. Uh, Maple Leafs would like to think this year that they have enough offensive firepower to where it won't matter. But for them to be successful, it almost means you have to get three, four, or five goals every single game to be successful, and you need every game to be a track meet. Not realistic, but when you look at the lineup they put together, maybe it is. I mean, they've got some young guys there that can fill up the net uh, when you couple guys like Matthews and Tavares, Mitch Marner, guys like that. And this could be a really scary Maple Leaf team. I just don't think as they are right now, they're built for consistency. So they'll be a scary team, not someone you want to see in the playoffs. I just don't see them having that kind of a run. They can stretch all the way from April to June. Right. And you talk about those those long series. That's what where they will struggle 
definitely a team that can then come out and really blow a game open and, and score goals. But, um, you know, at some point you're going to need goaltending. I don't know if goaltending is your weakness, why you wouldn't really try to put an onus on going out and, and really solidifying that, that position uh, with some consistency. But um, anytime you can score goals and you got multiple weapons uh, out there, I think it's a good thing. But, like, you know, when when you get into those series that are going to come down to those close games when, when they're not outscoring people and, and things are going to get physical and things aren't going to go your, be going your way offensively, um, that's when you have to rely on that defense and that goaltending. And, um, you know, if they go up against a team that has similar scoring or can keep up with that or, you know, things like that, they're going to struggle. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. It's definitely a team that, that's going to be, be fun to watch, and there's going to be nights where they're going to look really, really good. But then there's going to be probably some nights where where they're going to let a lot of goals go. So, um, you know, maybe if they can just get some consistency. I definitely see them as a a contender, though, Um, Mm -hmm. a team that could really uh, make some noise uh, come postseason time. Well, they're going to have to find a way to upgrade defense as well. Uh, Right now, I think Anderson is capable. Uh, If you put a good defense in front of him, he can look a lot better. Uh, But certainly there are moves to be made once they get to the trade deadline, unless they want to, you know, put up five goals a night, um, which... Honestly, I'm okay they could that. do. They could do with what they have. Uh, they looked pretty good last night against Carey Price, one of the best goalies in the league. Three uh, two win as they move to one zero and zero on the year. Uh, looking around uh, the rest of the sports landscape, uh, how about the NFL tonight? We've got New England hosting Indianapolis. Uh, Gronk expected to play. You've got Julian Edelman who's back after his four game suspension. We don't. Neither of us think Indianapolis is going to win this game, do we? I mean, it's it's not a matter of who's going to win. It's by how much are the Patriots going to win. Yeah, I mean, I would have been a lot more excited about this had it be been four or not four years, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with Andrew Luck, he just I don't know. This guy just isn't the same. Oh. Um, they still don't have an offensive line for this guy. Um, is, Indianapolis is this team that this has a lot of holes. I mean. Um, I don't get to see them play very often, but from from what I've seen and just kind of you know seen over the few weeks, and you know this team's not that great. Um, maybe if they can jump out on New England uh, early, maybe they can make it a game. But um, you know New England had that nice bounce back win against Miami, who was supposed to be really good, and this was supposed to be their year. They take them down and things like that. But um, after that, Detroit, I think that Detroit loss kind of uh, focused them a little bit. Uh, you could say, but I mean, at home Thursday night football, um, I just don't see it happening. I think I think New England wins by at least two scores uh, tonight, and um, I'm just going to be interested to see you know how Luck plays. I think that's going to be the, my main thing. Um, I just kind of want to see what he's all about right now because I haven't really seen him play for a couple of years, um, so it's going to be interesting to see. And then just you know uh, all the young guys that are playing and things like that. So I do think New England is going to win tonight, though. Over the last. Uh... How many years has the NFL been around? About 50-something, at least in the Super Bowl era. And there have been four losses in the NFL by teams who have put up 36 points at home. And two of those four losses belong to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Their offense is putting up numbers, and they're not winning games for whatever reason. Isn't Dan Quinn supposed to be a defensive-minded coach? I mean, they're a team that's two years removed uh, from going to the Super Bowl. And Matt Ryan's not getting any younger. I mean, he's neither is Julio Jones. By the way, Julio Jones, is he ever going to catch a touchdown this year? He's listen, putting up good numbers. Listen, it, it's ridiculous. Um, and I'm just going to say this for those who play fantasy out there. I have Julio Jones on my team. Same. And, yeah, he puts up numbers. 
But what happens when they get in the red zone? I just don't get it. And mm-hmm. and, it, and like you said, Dan Quinn coming from Seattle, supposed to be this defensive-minded guy. They didn't have a bad defense just a few years ago. I don't think there's a lot of change that happened with this defense either. But like you said, it seems like every week when you talk about that, but even Cincinnati, you know, putting up so many points, that, that uh, Saints game was insane. Um, you know, if they could just play some sort of defense, I would give this team a chance. But, I mean, when you're giving up that many points, like you said, Matt Ryan's not getting any younger. They have all the – it seems like they have all the pieces. They have – they're, you know, Calvin Ridley seems to be the truth as a young receiver. Obviously, they have Julio Sanu Jr. They have two capable running backs when healthy. Uh, I mean, they, they have all the pieces, but it just seems that each year there's something that goes wrong with this team where, you know, they just can't get it done. Um, prior to that, you know, Super Bowl year too, they seem to – been able to kind of be there be there be there but they just couldn't get it done and now it just kind of seems like it's slowly going on the downward trend for the falcons so could you imagine if atlanta and kansas city play at some point this year do they play i I haven't seen the schedule but if they do that score realistically could be 63 to 55 there will be no defense in that game and as much as i like kansas city and i'll you know root for him and uh patrick mahomes uh, their defense is going to be the reason why they don't go to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to. You know, I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. I got a lot of my friends saying they're jumping on this Kansas City bandwagon right now. No defense there. Um, you're talking. I'm, I'm telling you, they're going to go up against Jacksonville and mm-hmm. they're going to get a rude awakening. Um, and that's my pick coming out of that conference is the Jags. Um, but yeah, there's just absolutely no defense. They let go of Marcus Peters. Um, they they get some pass for rush from the defensive uh, line side, but mm-hmm. not consistent enough. And they need Eric and Berry. They need the, yeah Eric Berry. I mean if I mean if they had Eric Berry, he'd help. They had Marcus he's Peter, still one guy. And then if they if Earl Thomas didn't break his leg mm-hmm. and they were talking about bringing him over, I think that would have been a team that could definitely have won the Super Bowl. But I mean you can't outscore people in the NFL uh, when it comes to playoffs. You're going to come up against a defense that has it together, and it's it's going to be Jacksonville. I'm telling you. And Jalen Ramsey and company is going to shut down what they try to do, and it's going to be over. And, I mean, it's it's sad to say, but Kansas City, they're one of those teams that always plays good in the regular season, mm-hmm. you know, is one of the best teams, has a really great record. Then they jump into the playoffs and, and just have some fluke losses. It's, it's really weird. Final stat before we go to break, and this is the stat of the day. Uh, we're talking about Julio Jones, if he's ever going to get a touchdown this season. NFL record for single-season receiving yards without a touchdown, 963. Julio's already at 502. So 963 is the record, and Julio's at 502. Think he gets it? <laughs> he might. He's I on pace not. to do it. I, if, I'm, if I'm the Falcons and I'm in the red zone, I'm just tossing it up. I don't really care. Um, you got to give this guy a touchdown, man. He's too good to not have a touchdown. Or it might come off like, you know, a, a quick pass where Julio just breaks it long. Maybe he'll get a touchdown. But I don't see him I don't see him going another four hundred yards without a touchdown. I just don't. I, maybe though. Well the Falcons have a lot of questions to figure out. We've got more to talk about. All that more is coming up as we continue on with the sports pen on ESPN UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Danner Hoops joined by CBS Marquette's Jake Durant. Don't forget Pigskin Payday's back. Pick the winner of each week's game to win. Play all season long for the $100,000 grand prize only to Jibway Casino in Barriga and Marquette. Well, uh, we look to the NBA. That's starting here shortly. Jimmy Butler seems to change his tune a little bit. He says he doesn't plan on missing regular season games if he's not traded. Um, you know, I know he wants to get out of Minnesota. He wants to go somewhere he can win. Uh, but I think 
it, it, it's a smart move on his part. You know, if you want to get traded, you have to have value and you have to show that on the court. Um, so he's given in a little bit that at least he's going to play and wear a Timberwolves jersey and he's going to have to perform if he wants to show anybody why he should be traded to them. Uh, I don't know. Give me your take on it. I mean, I, I, I give it to him that he's going to come out and play. I know he wants to be traded and he's demanding a trade. He wants to go to Miami. Don't blame him. Um, but at some point, you know, you kind of just have to put all that aside. It is a business, um, you know, and, and you are under contract. And, I mean, these players still love the sport. They want to get out and play the sport. Um, and like you said, it's a chance for him to kind of go out there and, and remind people who he is. And, he, you know, he probably believes he's one of the top so-and-so players in the league. And I think for him, I like what they have in there in Minnesota. I know they're in the Western Conference, but, I mean, they, he can be on a worse team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, I think it's smart for him to just kind of get out there, you know, get his legs under him and just, and just show people, remind people that he can play and, you know, maybe behind the scenes have this working. But um, you don't want to miss games. I, I just think that looks bad, in, for, you know, character-wise. And, and uh, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll go there. They'll start clicking. They'll start winning some games, and his tune will change. I don't know. I don't know why he wants out of Minnesota so bad, to be honest with you. I mean, they've got – a lot of guys who are, you know, aged, maybe about five years ago, this would be a team that could contend for the Western Conference, but there's still a good amount of talent there. And they, if they stay healthy, they should make the playoffs and, you know, I don't know, win a series, maybe, depending who they match up with. I don't know why he wants out of there so bad. And it makes you wonder if there's something going on in there with Thibodeau, who, again, good coach, good mind, but he can come off being very abrasive at times. Yeah, I mean, any place where Thibodeau was at the players you know would always say he he kind of wears on you um he's one of those I had a coach back in high school you know it was it was kind of you know in your face and things like that and at certain points you know it just kind of it's mentally draining and some players don't respond well to that um T- Tom Thibodeau coming he's coming from a good place I mean you know it's just his style and things like that some players don't don't like it um maybe that's it but like you said, I mean, they have the talent. They signed Carl Anthony Towns. You know, they got Wiggins there. They got some young pieces that are really, you know, really good. And I think Jimmy Butler compliments them very well, um, you know, being an all-around player, scoring option, and can play defense. So, I mean, I, I just feel like when he went there, I was like, this is a perfect fit. You know, he's going to gel with these guys. He's going to definitely upgrade these guys. But, I, I mean, there might be something else going on. But like I said, he could be in a worse situation. Um, they have talent. They're going to be able to contend. They're going to be in a lot of their games they play this year. So um, I just don't see why he wants to get out, maybe besides the cold weather, and that's why he wants to go down to Miami. I don't blame him for trying to go down to Miami. If I was in the league, mm-hmm. number one destination for me, Los Angeles Lakers are my, Miami Heat. Really? You know, that's, okay. that's it. You'd pick, the, you'd pick a team based on the weather. Based on the weather. Saying. Okay. Year-round. I mean, if I'm going to play and I wanna, if I'm going to be working, I want to feel comfortable. So um, get me to any of those places. I'm good. Any place warm, really. I'm is good. that? Do you think that's what LeBron was thinking when he made his his choice? Because he had to know he's not going to win the title this year. He's not even going to get there. But he's out there because he knows he's the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. He's out there maybe to make a few movies, yeah. uh, establish some roots in Hollywood, and uh, you know enjoy the Los Angeles life. I mean, he's got to know his team is at least three to four years away from being a serious playoff contender. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you and LeBron are on the same page. Maybe. I mean, I think he's in the mindset, you know, he – 
I'm not saying he doesn't not want to win championships, but after he got that one in Cleveland, I think that took a lot of pressure off mm-hmm. him. Um, and and you know all these comparisons with Michael Jordan and things like that, and 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 titles and things like that. I don't think he's really focused on that as much. I think with LeBron, he kind of as he's getting older, he's kind of taking a, a turn with, with his mentality. Um, you know, he's he's looking beyond basketball. I'm not saying he's he's it's not a still his number one priority. I know he's going to do his best to try to get whatever team he's on to the to the finals and things like that. But I just don't think it means, you know, as much or he's putting as much pressure on himself. So when he made that decision, I'm, I'm thinking weather was a big thing. But he he has roots out there. You know, he's a businessman. Um, he's definitely going to be one of those guys that after his career is over, you, you know, he's going to be, you know, one of the richest people, you know, in, in the world. Um, he's just setting himself up for that. Um, he's getting his family out there. It, it's just, you know, it's quality of life. It's quality of living. And, um, you know, he's playing in one of the bigger markets. It's going to help him kind of stretch his longevity of his relevancy and things like that. And who knows, if he can go out and, and bring L.A. a championship, I mean, that's going to definitely do do good, good things for his, for his legacy. And, um, you know, obviously he's a smart guy. He's proven that. You know, when it comes to business and things like that, he's he's changed the game, changed the mindsets of players. So um, I think he just really looked at it as, as a, you know, just too many pros to not go out there. Um, and then obviously with the basketball, that they have a young team and, and maybe they'll, they'll get out there. It's, it's just that Western Conference is so brutal. I just don't see it. He's a good actor, too, and he gets his opportunities to do that out Space there. Space Jam I mean, 2. Space, Space Jam, Jam 2. 2, he's going to be working on that. Him and Trainwreck, I was impressed. I mean, he's he's a good actor, legit. Like, I know he's got a career in basketball he's going to focus on, but uh, but if he ever wanted to, you know, he gets into acting after his uh, after his basketball career, he can do it. Yeah, you know, and when these athletes try to act, it, there's it's really it could be really corny Some sometimes. are really bad. You know, it's really bad, and it's just, like, forced. But I have to give you train record for, for LeBron. I was kind of surprised. I was like, okay, it kind of seems like he knows what he's doing. Like I can kind of accept it. Like it, it's it's realistic. But I mean, some of these guys try to go out there and they just don't have it. But yeah, I mean, LeBron's doing that. He's I know he's doing like voiceovers for like uh, you know animation movies and things like that. And I'm sure he's diving into a lot of businesses and things like that. So um, yeah, I think it's just a perfect fit. And obviously, he's going to be put on the in the national spotlight with being on the Lakers. So. Um, I think he's in old age. He's he's getting ready for retirement a little early. Jake, uh, going back to something he said before the break, because I just got an alert on my fantasy football team. Uh, Devontae Freeman has been listed as active. He has taken off the not injured uh, list. What ha- or he's taken off, you know, being injured. Uh, so he's back. So Atlanta Falcons get at least one healthy running back coming up for this weekend. And, I'm thankful I can stick him back into my starting lineup. Maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's what they've been missing is some kind of consistency in the backfield over there. But they've just got so much to figure out. And that South uh, division is so far from decided. Uh, Tampa Bay is not going not gonna, to you know, be there at the end of the season. Uh, Carolina's not running away with it. New Orleans looks like they might do it right now, but they're... Uh, certainly far from a lock as far as doing it. Cleveland would have beat them if they had a kicker. Uh, oh, my God. That game was ridiculous, by the way. Can you believe the season the Browns are having, though? They're, they're in the same boat as Atlanta. You know, Baker goes out and puts up 42 points with his uh, first start of the season, and they still lose. I mean, it's like the most Browns thing that could happen. They could realistically be 4-0. They could be know? 4-0. I mean, at least they're in the games. I was going to say, mm-hmm. what's worse? You know, just getting blown out and just being where the Browns are. He's heartbreaking. They're right there. They don't know how to win. The Browns mm-hmm. don't know how to win. They don't, no. they don't know 
what it feels like to win. They don't know what it takes. So they're trying to figure that out. Obviously, there's going to be some growing pains, but they're obviously in the right direction. I think Baker is going to be a stud. Um, I think the the culture there is changing um, and things like that. But that was just, an, a, just a crazy game. Good, you know, Atlanta, when their running backs are healthy, by the way, a good one-two punch. Mm-hmm. One of the best in the league with Freeman and Coleman there. Um, and I'm sure that would open up Julio Jones a little bit. But, um, you know, good to see them back as well. But, yeah, like you said, I think it's going to come down to either the Saints-Panthers, um, the Saints-Panthers or the Falcons. And um, it's it's going to be who can just stay healthy and, and make the plays. I think it's going to be the Saints. I think the Saints will come out on top in that division. I think they're the, they're the favorite right now, but certainly far from a lock. Uh, last thing before break, we've seen managers in the major leagues get picked off one by one over the last week or so. Uh, Buck Showalter, the latest, Paul Molitor a couple of days ago, uh, Jeff Bannister's out, John Gibbons is out, Mike Sosha is out, uh, Joe Madden, the Cubs are saying that as of right now, he's coming back in 2019, but he's not being extended after that, that they are going to evaluate where they stand with manager Joe Madden after, uh, after next season. First of all, there was speculation that they were going to be letting him go and there were some people that honestly believed getting rid of Joe Madden will make the Cubs better. And the other thing is, what are they doing? Do they really, do they really think that life would be better without Joe Madden? Do they not remember where they were before him? Right. I, I, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, he brought you guys a championship. Remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta. It, it, that has to make up for something you got to give the guy a little bit of time yeah maybe it wasn't it hasn't been so you know uh easy this year and there's been ups and downs and things like that but i mean you guys are still in playoff contention you know you you guys they still have a good team um but i mean it's so quick how how teams can turn on these guys um you got to remember where you guys like you said where you guys were prior to that it's it's not a good look i don't think it's a good look i think it's going to hurt the team in the long run i don't know who you're going to bring in to help you you know uh who could be better? Who could be better? Who's out there that's better? You know, so have a guy that's in there, knows the team, knows you know what he's got going on, and um, I think, yeah, I, I think it's it's too soon. It's too soon. Well, Madden did make the crucial mistake in choosing to bat Hayward instead of Schwarber with the bases loaded the other night against Colorado, and you know it's a mistake, and everybody makes those, but I mean you got to remember what the guy's done and how smart he is. I don't know that I, if I were Joe Madden, I'd still want to be there. I mean, I want to go where I'm wanted. And any of those teams that have just let go of their manager, parted ways, what have you, would love to have him. I think, speaking for everybody in uh, the state of Minnesota, the Twins would love to have Joe Madden come over and fill in for Paul Molitor. I don't know who wouldn't. I'm just I'm shocked that people are so quick to turn on this guy, let him go after what he's done. I mean, he's one of the smartest guys in baseball. He's won over 90 games again. He did it with you, Darvish, Hurt. He did it with Tyler Chatwood pitching for a majority of the season. I mean, he knows how to win ball games, and I, I don't know. I know they imploded toward the back end of the season. There's a lot that uh, necessarily I don't think falls on his shoulder. Certainly he'll take some responsibility for it, as he should, but not enough for him to not retain his job. No, I just don't see I just don't see it. Um, you know, when you – listing off all those accomplishments and things like that 90 wins it's kind of scary you know what do you have to do as a as a, as a manager to to make sure you can keep your job um obviously there's questionable calls here and there but like you said it doesn't fall directly on him i mean the team has to take some responsibility as well um but you know he was the guy behind that that run and i just you, i just think you cannot get rid of that right now um because they're still right there 
you know, they're a play here, a decision here away. You know, I just don't see why you're jumping. I think it's just premature, to be honest. Uh, maybe it's just emotions running, running through right now, but um, I just think that's just not a good idea. So Joe Madden will remain as Cubs manager as of right now, and uh, we'll see where he is next season. I'm guessing he doesn't win 90 games and doesn't make it at least to the NLCS. That may not even be enough, and it could be his last year in the Windy City. We'll take a break. We've got more coming up on the Sports Pen after this on ESPN Radio UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops joined by Jake Durant of CBS Marquette. Don't forget, pigskin payday is back. Pick the winner of each week's game to win. Play all season long for the $100,000 grand prize only to Jibway Casino in Barriga and Marquette. Week 7 of the high school football season here in the UP. Uh, generally, this is rivalry weekend. Unfortunately, uh, it's not going to be too exciting for those of us in the Marquette County area. Everything is out of the way tonight. you got to do a little traveling if you want to watch some high school football. Closest game is what? An hour 10 away. Westwood going to Lance. Uh Any game that stands out to you on Slate for tomorrow night? Um, so we pick a game of the week at Local 3 every week. Our game of the week is going to be Escanaba at Gladstone. Mm. We dubbed this the Battle of Delta County, two rival- rivalry teams, um, two teams that are just miles apart. Each, you know, It's one of those things where all the kids know each other. You know, They hang out during the summertime. Um, and and it always seems to be a good game. Escanaba is one of the, the hotter teams right now. They've, they've rattled off a couple wins and, and is a team that's – you know, trying to make it back to the playoffs. And, and Gladstones they're not out of it. They can't lose another game. So, you know, a lot on the line. But I do like that game. Um, on our show, my bold prediction was Lance over Westwood. Hmm. Um, and I don't want the Westwood fans. I, I, I'm a huge Westwood Patriots fan. Uh, Nathan Beckham fan, definitely for sure. Um, definitely a player of the year candidate. But uh, to me, if Lance can p- put the whole their whole game together, I think they, they have a really good defense when they're flying around. They have a couple good playmakers. Um, they're going to have to try to slow down that run game, but, but that could be a, a pretty good game. Um, you know, I'm just kind of looking Calumet, obviously six and zero. I think they're going to, they're going to handle it. Uh, Hancock, Iron Mountain, that could be a good game. If Hancock's lost a lot of close games, mm-hmm. um, and Iron Mountain's definitely a, a good team. So, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good teams. Mar- Marquette, that Marquette Lake- Lakeland, Wisconsin game. I'm going to keep my eye on because, mm-hmm. um, I think Marquette's a team that could definitely make it to the playoffs. Um, and, and has what it takes, but they're going to need to uh, win out. So that's going to be kind of tough for them. How about Gwyn and Norway? Bottle Town are starting to get a little more healthy. Gwyn and, yeah, they're starting to get more healthy. Good for them. They, they definitely need it after starting 4-0. and um, You know, Norway not having a great season as they're used to, but still a team that's going to fight under Coach Bob Madigan. So that's going to be definitely a, a, a game that Gwyn needs to win there. Um, you know, I know Dion Brown is is, is going to have his guys fired up because I mean they they still have a shot at the playoffs and I think that'd be huge if if they can get there and and do that. Um, just looking at uh, Forest Park is another team that you know they they were defending state champions. Um, they're playing an 0 and 6 North Dickinson team, so I'm I'm guessing they're going to take that one. But you know they got to win out to to make the playoffs as mm-hmm. well, so that's going to kind of be something to keep an eye on. Um, I don't know. I don't know a lot about this Pickford team. I know they score like a hundred points a game, and they mm-hmm. haven't really been challenged. They're six and zero. 
Um, and and their, their players put up numbers. Jimmy Story at quarterback. I mean, he's he puts up video game numbers. I have no idea what's up with this this kid. Um, having got, got to see him play, um, you know, in, in my or live, I haven't been to an actual game, but he seems like just a really good player too. So, um, yeah, I mean, can Houghton beat Calumet tonight uh, or or uh, tomorrow? I don't know. They're winners of, a, of three straight, you know, who knows. But Houghton's playing a lot better football as of late, and you know Westwood would love to see Calumet get knocked off and give him a chance at least to contend for that division title over in Westpac A. How about Westpac B, the division championship on the line tomorrow, Ishpeming taking on West Iron County. That could be a lot of fun. That's going to be a, a really good game. Um, as I said it on our show, you know, Ishpeming, I, I do think they're going to win out, but... If, if they were to lose a game, especially when you talk about a Saturday game um, at home, I think West Iron County can put it together and, and definitely, um, you know, may, maybe make it make it interesting. Um, it's just with Ishbeming, I've seen them play, you know, a few times, three, four times, and they're, they're just able to score in so many ways. When you talk about defensively, they have playmakers. Uh, special teams is huge. And obviously you got that run game. It's just going to be really hard to stop, and they just grind you out, so... Um, I think that's going to be a really good game, and, and if West Iron can actually pull that off, you know that, that's going to be crazy. Um, but definitely, that that game is a game, one of the bigger games on the schedule. You want to keep keep an eye on that one. Why are they playing on a Saturday? Has anybody anybody heard why? I mean, I I can't track anything down. Honestly, I don't know what, why, or or anything like that. Why these teams? You know, once in a while they'll have games played on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Not really sure why, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. But I, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. You know, it's it's. It's going to be an afternoon game, so it's it's a different vibe, you know what I mean? So um, I think it kind of I think that's advantage West Iron, to be honest with you. Pulls you and I off the couch to uh, go away from college football and get a, go out and cover a little high school right. games. Uh, some good college games to be excited for coming up this weekend. Uh, Maryland visiting Michigan, homecoming for the Wolverines. Uh, they have any problem this weekend? I don't think they should have any problem. Um, I, and honestly, I don't know if Maryland should even be in the Big Ten. So, uh, yeah, I think Michigan kind of handles them. I, their defense is just too good. I think this is a game that Michigan, you know, they're winning games, but it's, there's just something about it where it's just not right. You know, they're, 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 they're not clicking, you know, on all cylinders is the way you want it. Um, I think that offense is, is questionable, um, obviously protecting Shea Patterson um, and, and just decision-making in general, you know, and then – uh, defensively, I mean, they have a really good defense. You know, you just want to see them go out, put them away early, and just have a solid game and just kind of figure things out and get some momentum as as we move forward. But I, this is going to be a blowout. This is going to be this is going to be bad. Michigan State has Northwestern. Neither team looked particularly impressive last week, especially in the second half. State hung on to beat Central. Northwestern blew a lead against Michigan and ended up losing by three. Uh, this could be an ugly football game, but uh, do, do you like one side more than the other? I'm actually going to go Northwestern Are you? on this okay. one. I picked them. Uh, we did our little preseason picks, and this was one of the games I thought State was going to lose. Um, and I'm only going on it because I think if Northwestern plays you know, a full game, they can, they can play with anybody. Um, you know they're coming off that tough loss versus Michigan. Um, like you said, both team or Michigan State wasn't looking great against Central. So um, I think maybe this is a trap game for State. I think maybe Northern, Northwestern comes and 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 just upsets them. I think it's going to be a close one. Um, I think if Northwestern can hang into it, maybe they they leave with it with a, a a win. You know, a close win. If there is a trap game on the Badgers' schedule, is it this weekend taking on a winless Nebraska team? 
you hear Nebraska and you're like, okay, at any point this team can put it together. They, they, they have to have That's the talent. That's the scary thing about them. You know what I mean? And things like that. And, uh, you know, with these college kids, they might take them for granted a little bit. You never know. Um, do I think Nebraska is going to win it? I don't think so. I, I think Wisconsin is, again, legit this year. Um, so I see Wisconsin winning it pretty handily. Um, I didn't think Nebraska was going to be as bad as they've no. been. I mean, oh my goodness! This you was a team. You feel for Scott Frost. You feel for it because this was a team where, in the beginning of the year, I thought they were going to be super legit. You know, I was really nervous about them uh, playing Michigan and things like that. But um, just this is one of those years where nothing's going to go, nothing's going right, and and they just can't seem to get it together. Couldn't get their uh, cupcake in week one. They couldn't get that in. Uh, heartbreaking losses after that. Go to Michigan, get absolutely blown out. Purdue is so much better than their record shows. Uh, I I did not think Nebraska had a chance to win that game. They ended up losing it. Now they got to go into Camp Randall in desperate need of a few wins. And uh, I don't know. You feel for him, Scott Frost, because that fan base, not patient like nope. he had at Central Florida. Uh, I know he went winless to undefeated one season there. That's not the formula they were looking for down in Lincoln. Well, as always, uh, we appreciate you tuning in. We are out of time. Jake, thanks so much for being here. We look forward to having you on again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always fun. As Jake Duran of CBS Marquette, we will be switching coverage and we'll be heading out to Miller Park. We have got game one of the NLDS, Brewers and Rockies. We join the pregame show in progress. Signing off from the ESPN-UP Studios, WZAM, Ishpeming Marquette. I'm Tanner Hoops. Enjoy the game.